the lumber town of Otari, with its storied past and a fair share of sinister secrets, has been fairly quiet in recent decades. Over the 400 years since its inception, the surrounding area has been the launching pad for many famous adventurers, and as a result, most of the ancient ruins have been fully explored, much of their mysteries already solved. But when the mysterious gauntlet, an eerie landlocked lighthouse, begins to glow with a baleful light, the people of Otari suspect it's an ominous prelude to sinister events. The call goes out for a new band of heroes to save the day. Those heroes are... Mukta. One's path in life may shift like the sands. You have to adapt or be buried. Halarmony Higgins. Can I play something for you? New Lara. Hey, I know that it's scary, but you have to get up. Okay? Take my hand. Ugh. Very good. Let's go. Clovis. Nature is not to be put in order. Nature is order. It is for us to put ourselves in unison with this order. The time has come to enter the Abomination Vaults, Ruins of Gauntlet. The grappling hook to get to the roof and kind of come back down. But I like to imagine now, like as you guys are working to get them back out, you see a strange sight, which is a pair of people approaching the side of the ruins that you guys uh, are kind of crawling out of. So I think, you know, Nulara, you'd probably be the first one because you'd go up and help everyone else up. And as you turn and look across like the swamp, you see, uh, Clovis and Mukta. So what I would like to do at this point is have uh, you guys share your characters and maybe give us a quick rundown as to what your characters would look like if somebody's seeing them for, for the first time. So let's start with Mukta. Mukta, why don't you give us uh, a good description of your character? See a shorter figure, about almost four feet tall, wearing dark, brown leathers, heavily robed as well, though almost covered head to toe with kind of dirty white beige and kind of sand yellow ro robes, gloves, and a deep hood that's pulled up. And just poking out of the end of the hood, you see the tiniest bit of a short dark brown snout with whiskers and short brown fur. And barest end of a slightly pinkish, kind of more yellowish tail peeking out from the back of the robe. He has a dagger and a rapier on his side. So Clovis, why don't you go ahead and describe to us what somebody would see looking at you. Alright, so Clovis is uh, he's about 5'9", kind of slender build. He's uh, half-elf druid, long blonde hair, looks to be, you know, in his mid-30s. He has a wooden shield. Uh, he's wearing some leather armor, and uh, he's carrying a sword. Okay. And what about your companion? He's really tiny, uh, and he looks kind of like kind of like a little tree. Probably about you know two feet tall. Uh, really tiny. Uh, 
got to take a real hard look at him and you know you can tell he's he is definitely a, a tree okay and so nulara you you're standing on the top of this sort of roof looking down at them that have approached the side of, of the ruins and so as those two are looking up at you. Can you describe what they would see kind of standing on top of this one and a half, one story tall roof? Her skin looks very odd. She looks very much like a human, but there's definitely a hint, a strong hint of gray underneath her brown skin tone. She has curly hair uh, that's a little bit uh, more on the frizzy side. She has a a plethora, I guess, of weapons strewn against her back, but she has her hand wrapped around the hilt of a longsword. She has a shield on the other arm, and she's currently wearing, like, a medium armor. Now she looks down at you guys. She looks back to Hal and says, Hal, uh, I think I think we're being attacked. I don't know. There's two people outside. Attacked? You I should go know. attack them back. I will I, stay in here. It's two of them and one of me. Perhaps you should come back down and uh, stand next to this giant scorpion. <laughs> I just raise my shield while I... and prepare for these two people that I have no idea on their intentions of. Okay. How would you guys like to address her or introduce yourself? Do not be alarmed. We come in peace. I assume uh, you know Ren, yes? Yes, but everyone else knows Ren. Who are you? Ah, apologies. I am Mukta. His name is Clovis, yes? And your name, miss? Nalara. Nalara. I assure you, uh, we mean no harm. Uh, we were also sent by Rin to assist in your endeavors. Huh, I guess she knew that we'd we need you guys. Uh, we just lost two. Uh, can you fight? This blade is not just for show. <laughs> Alright. Well, can you climb? We're actually in, in, inside. We can always try, yes? I could give you a hand. There is no try. Do or don't do. Wise words, my friend. Uh, uh, Mukta <laughs> will... Rope walk forward and grab the rope and try to climb up. So so we have Nulara, you're going to lower the rope to help them up, right? Would you like to actually use the um, the aid action as well? Uh, yes, please. We haven't used that since the beginner's box, right? Yeah. So in this case, you're going to assist them. It's going to be an athletics check to climb. Uh, this roof, we are looking at about a 10-foot climb. So with the rope, we're only looking at like a DC 12 for this climb. So 16, uh, 23 is a critical success. So that means for whoever's going to take the next climb, which appears to be Mukta, uh, you can make the check and you're going to get a plus two circumstance bonus from Nulara critically succeeded on your help. So go ahead and make me a, an athletics check, Mukta. Oh. oh no! <laughs> we'll get it out First of the way. Get it out of the way. So we have to fight. Critical fail. So here's what happens, right? The all eyes are on you. You're the new guy. How can even like go up to the edge where the little like 
uh, arrow slits are to like watch you try to attempt this climb. This is your big moment to shine. You grab the rope and you start climbing up and you like completely lose your grip, your footing, something slips on the, the like the mossy sort of vines on the outside of the building and you slip and you fall and you do not make any progress on the climb. The good news being, since you were on the ground already, you don't actually take any fall damage. Yeah, I'm not... The bad news being, every single person saw. <laughs> Are you sure they're not for a show there, Mukta? <laughs> ah, this is quite embarrassing. Uh, I am not used to all this moisture in the air. It uh, makes the rope quite slick, yes? Right, great. Sure. <laughs> Maybe, uh, Clovis, my friend, why don't you show me how it's done? Well, I, uh, I'm going to uh, regain not, my dignity in a second. I'm not a very good climber, but let me try. You can't. You literally can't do worse than what I just did. So. I can certainly try and help. Yes. Yeah, so why don't you give me another uh, uh, aid attempt and do another athletics Watch check? Watch me get uh, a natural Laura. one on this. Um, I imagine that your uh, your little uh, leshy, which his name Should is Mushi. He just, he's tiny, so he can just crawl up on your shoulder. Um, so that's the 22. That's I said the DC was 12, so that's also another critical success. So you're going to take a plus two bonus to your roll. Okay. All right, that's 16 it. plus two is 18. So here's the thing. It's a success, but it's not a critical success. So that means you make it five feet up the side of the wall. Okay. Like, uh, uh, and so now it's a 10-foot wall, so you're halfway up. So now you're going to have to make another check, Nulara, if you want to do another athletics to aid. This is serving two purposes. One, it's also introducing you guys to kind of like how the aid and climbing system works. And two, it's just funny, even though it's not, mm. even though this isn't like life or death situation, this is still a challenge for you guys to overcome. A 12, that's a success. So that's a plus one to your attempt. Okay. Clovis? There is. Oh, I fall on my ass now. There is do or do not. There is no try, as you said. <laughs> so it's a five to a six. So that's a six, which is a fail, but it's not a critical fail. So that means you okay. don't actually slip and fall. You just don't make any progress. You're having a okay. hard time. You're still halfway up. Your hands are getting sweaty. Your muscles are hurting. Keep trying. Puffin, puffin. Okay. Uh, can she still help me? Yes. Uh, just five more feet. Yeah, it's a critical right, so bonus. So it's going to be a plus two. two. Come on. Plus two. Give me a good roll. Yes. Yeah, 15, 17, that's enough. So you, you kind of dig in, climb up, Nulara reaches down, lifts you the last bit, and pulls you up on top of the roof. So you may, managed, you and your uh, familiar managed to make it up onto the roof. Eyes look back to Mukta. All right. I, is there any, like, thing I could kind of jump off of and try to grab the rope higher? Like a rock or a little, try to jump off the wall to grab the rope a little higher? Possibly, I, I imagine it's probably more flavor than it is actually mechanically benefiting you. I guess you could technically do like a high jump to try to jump up and catch the rope. Nah, my strength's not that good anyway, so. Yeah. Come on, let's take you up. <laughs> yeah, Nulara's like reaching down, hand out to help. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're right, it is the moisture in here, it's crazy. Critical failure. Okay, so a failure doesn't hurt, but a critical failure gives you a minus one penalty. So you're going to have a minus one right. to this roll. Do or do not. I'm doing that's what Clovis said. So the funny part is uh, it'd be, it'd have to be 10 below. So for a 12, it'd have to be like a two or lower. Okay. Um, or a natural one. If you get a natural one, it always makes the failure one worse than it was before. Okay. So it turns a regular failure into a critical failure. Almost a critical success. Had this been, so the, yeah, this was almost critical success, which would have had allowed you to get up all the 10 feet in one yeah. go. Gotcha. But in this case, you jump up the rope, and then I think Nulara, like, somehow, like, 
makes it worse. Like she's like, here, let me help you. And she like bumps you, which makes you almost fall, but you manage to steady yourself. You made it feet up the wall. You're, you're at the same point that Clovis was, which is halfway. Clovis comes over and yells out, you can do it. Come on. Okay, critical success. That's a plus two Thanks. bonus. Mukta continues climbing. Okay, that's an eight. That's not a. It's enough to not make any progress, but not fall. Let me try one more time, just on my own. Hey, yeah. you got this. Yeah, get out of the way, Nilara. I was holding you back. I'm sorry. You managed to make it up to the top of the wall, nice and easy. So, everyone, take ten experience points for defeating your nemesis, the wall. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay! Let's go. Well, that was quite a fun adventure. I'm ready to go home. We're just at the beginning. As long as there are no doors, I'm sure we will be uh, fine. Oh, I do have to warn you, though. Uh, there is a giant scorpion, but he's friendly. So, yeah, welcome to your adventure. Yeah, so you kind of crawl down into this little room and you see two things. One, a small sort of gremlin-like creature who is sitting and like petting a giant scorpion. And when I say giant scorpion, I mean like the size of a horse a scorpion in this room and he seems like to be petting and then he kind of looks up at you guys and he almost like kind of uses the scorpion to kind of cower behind and kind of takes cover and you just see like his little eyes peeking out over the top other than this gremlin with his pet scorpion this is your first chance to get an eyeful of Hal harmony so how why don't you go ahead and describe what these people are seeing as you guys climb up and then jump down you see uh a young man, his hair is kind of long and scraggly. He's got a little goatee. He's wearing like what was once a nice overcoat. It's a little worn. He's got a big smile on his face. He can't be more than like 20 winters old. He looks, ah, oh, Nulara, I see you've, uh, you found uh, some more friends. That is a good thing. A rapier on God, you dirty dog. And he almost says yeah. dirty dog. Eh, <laughs> not be the first time Mukta was called this, but uh, no, I am not. Do you need anything in the form of music? Please, just let me know. Always good to have a man of music on adventures to uh, help the dull nights in between action, yes? This uh, gremlin guy, like he's hearing you guys converse, kind of comes around the scorpion and you, you watch him kind of cautiously approaching you, Mukta, and he's kind of sniffing at the air a little bit, like, like kind of trying to feel you out. He says, uh, I'm I'm boss Skrung, and he holds his, his hand out for like a handshake. Is is this is this right for your culture? I'm sorry, I've, I've never met a rat as big as you before. It's okay, please. Uh, but yes, I've never met. Um, what kind of creature are you? I I am what's called a mitflit. I was the boss around here. I had a whole tribe until they were murdered. Murdered? That's terrible. Who would do such a thing to all your tribe? His eyes like look from like Nulara and Hal and back. <laughs> he doesn't say and he says, well, it doesn't matter. I have a new family now. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's good. You one must have friends in life. Yes. He nods. I'll shake his hand. I'm, but okay. I'm also, I'm like, kind of almost unconsciously watching to make sure like he doesn't try to like steal anything from me, just because mm -hmm. that's like what I do think do for everybody. <laughs> right. And he kind of comes over as well to like Clovis, and I think he like probably looks past you and more at your little friend, and he says, uh, "Can we eat this?" Is this a snack? If you would like to die, 
you can try. He takes a step back a little bit. He is with me, so you treat him as you would me. I, I, I apologize, and he uh, immediately scurries back to safety by the, the scorpion. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys want to catch them up on what you guys are about to do and any sort of battle plan you may have. Yes, well, uh, like, as I said, um, our mutual friend of ours, I believe, uh, Rin, she knows a great many things. She said we might be of aid to people she had recently pointed the way over to this strange lighthouse. Uh, she did not say much more than that. What, What is going on here? Well, just right across these doors over here was an enemy or a couple actually that was very close to killing one of our previous companions uh, so it would really help if you guys could fight uh, we have Scrags I'm sorry if I mis- <laughs> I don't know you, uh, yeah. that's okay my new name is Scrags yeah. uh, we have his pet over here uh, to, to help us but they hit really hard so that far, doesn't... we've just been exploring the lighthouse. Did, did did Ren tell you that she wants to figure out what's causing the glowing uh, that's been going on at night? Like some weird magic? or? She mentioned she wanted to know more about the lighthouse, yes, but she seemed that she insisted that we be in quite a hurry as uh, she feared danger for you all. And as he looks over to uh, Boss Grung, he's, that is your pet. Uh, I thought you had your snacks walk along with you. I would never presume to eat this glorious steed. We've been feeding it and keeping it and raising it for um, weeks now. Back in Katapeshwara in uh, the desert of my home, yes? His little cousins make quite a delicacy, but I have not had one that big. (laughs) He kind of like shifty eyes, looks at you and back at the scorpion. And he's not in any sort of position to like push back against you. So he just chooses to ignore the. And then I, and then I give a wink to Clovis. He uh, he re- he responds by like climbing onto the back of the scorpion, like to ride it like a mount. And is, is just like looks to new Lara and Hal. And it's just like, so are we uh, are we still doing this? Well, um, if you guys don't mind, I'd actually want to sit down and maybe think of how to attack the this thing because the last time we did it I literally just ran towards it and we almost died what can you guys do I see you have a rapier Clovis what you have a companion with you I know how he's very capable but I'm not sure about you guys well my companion is uh, really small is hasn't quite grown don't know how much he'll help um, I do have a longsword and uh, uh, a few spells. Okay, you, <laughs> you have magic. And uh, how about you, Mukta? Uh, well, I'm no practicer, practitioner of the arcane, but I do have some skill in uh, avoiding sight when I wish. And, uh, well, I am trained in the matters of security and uh, bypassing securities. And I can put this fine blade to use if need be, but I have no such magical wonders as my newfound friend here. Mm. Would you say you're more proficient or more effective up close or further? 
I can throw this small dagger, um, but other than that, I prefer the rapier. Alright, because Hal also has a, a rapier, but he just sings for us. Not that that's a bad thing, Hal. It's actually really awesome. Uh, as I said, music is a necessity of life. Huh? It's what distinguishes us from mere beasts. Okay, so, Scrong, Scrag, mm -hmm. um, so maybe your pet Scorpion, Mokta and I can be the frontliners, and then how you, well, do you even want to fight, or do you have to stay on your Scorpion to, to control it? Uh, uh, I, controlling Pinchy Pinch will take most of my focus. I see. Okay. Well, I would really, I would love for Hal not to die, since he still has to go back to this girl. I would also like for any of us to not die, so I think we should have the scorpion come in first. I'll be mm -hmm. right behind you. I have a feeling I've seen, I've seen other people move the way Mukta does. Maybe more to the side of you. <laughs> All right, and then, uh. <laughs> Clovis, the last time we had a practitioner of the arcane, he, he was put down really down really quickly because he got too close, so make sure to keep your distance, okay? Okay. All right. And do you want me to stay on his back, or do you want me to stay behind you guys and just shoot with my blood dart? I, I can control him from the back of the room. That's fine. Okay. Oh, and I remember the, the stained glass windows. We, we got to break them. I believe they're uh, a little bit more weaker uh, with the sunlight coming into the room. We should go around and break them up from the outside instead of the inside. I oh, can swing idea. it with my sling like those oh, other... Oh, yeah. What exactly are we facing here? Well, the last witch that we were with, he said that they're called corpse lights. To be honest, I have a really hard time remembering things right now. But uh, I just he, remember that they're corpse lights and they're vulnerable to so sunlight. So corpse lights are kind of in the Wisp family. They they did a critical success on their last recall knowledge, so that I gave them like everything. But if you want to make one yourself, then that's fine. So let's is, let's see. It's just going to be a religion check. Okay. Recall knowledge religion. So spirit lore wouldn't. Spirit lore. You could use spirit lore. Yeah, that'll lower the DC to um, an eighteen. Another natural one. But, Nular, what you remember that Elenir had researched is they are kind of in the Wisp family. The corpse lights are like a will-o'-the-wisp that actually went so far as to starve to death and then couldn't die and now hangs on to life. And, in, and you, basically, the wisp goes into corpses and animates the corpses and uses them to, to do what they want. So even though last time you guys fought, they were just like skeletons, what you guys learned with your research is that it's not just skeletons, right? There's a wisp controlling the skeleton. So even after you beat the skeleton, the wisp will still be there, and you have to take care of that. How many skeletons were there in there? Were they fought them? I remember two. 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 And, like, one corpse. Yeah, there's two, two skeletons. skeletons, and then there was another corpse. That was a good point. There was another corpse left in that way. Yeah, he was blocking and, our entry. Yeah. And now we know there's something that's... So that's three plus whoever's controlling. I give all of that information to the... To close right. and Mukta. Yep. You're saying breaking the lights could help. So, is there a way maybe from the outside to break the windows to give us? Yeah, Hal is a great. Hal is a great shot. 
at his, with his sling. Um, if we can get him around, maybe we can go through the stained glass windows. Time for a climbing montage. Oh no. It would be really cool to try, but if you just want to do the safe route and like climb out and go out to the other side of the building and then break the glass with your sling, or you know, and and or whatever you want going before you go into the fight, I'll totally allow that. I think that that's fine. I'm not even gonna make you guys. We did enough rolling. You're not gonna get an experience for this, but you can at least go around back. I hear the river. It's not even a river. It's just like a stagnant swamp. Yeah, like it's like bubbling a swamp. I'm so glad I spent all that effort climbing up instead of you guys climbing down to meet us. <laughs> yeah. Well, we and... didn't come up with this plan earlier. So from the, this side too, you can even see that they are like pretty nice stained glass windows. It is almost a shame to have to break them. So each of these stained glass windows are 20 feet tall and they it depicts four different haunting scenes of ghosts rising from overgrown graveyards and they f they're all floating up towards a four-pointed orange star at the top of the stained glass. So that's kind of the focal point, and it's all these ghosts rising up out of the graveyard. On second so, thought, it creeps me out to break it. There is an attack roll, but since we're not in combat and nothing's threatening you or anything like that, I'm cool with just allowing it to break. I could get some more rocks back in the other place. I have this rock here. It is nice and round. I will swing my sling and break the windows. For the hell of it, just for one, give me an attack roll with your sling. That's not a 18. natural one. Oh, yeah. Man, it was a 20 for a minute roll back. So <laughs> perfectly right through the glass, psh, it like breaks out a couple of panes. And then the whole thing, like like you see the sunlight as you tear through it, the sunlight kind of beams through into that room. And there's like an altar on the other side and you can kind of see the sunlight like hitting that altar, like one single beam where you broke the glass down on that like altar and then there's just a montage of everyone just beating up the glass you've broken these the glass right so you, now you have the ability to just like walk right into the room the problem is you left your scorpion and the other guy on the other side oh we didn't leave they didn't come with us well like scorpion can't really climb out oh that's true it was trapped in that room purposely this is also the first time you guys are kind of around the side of the building and looking out to the west you can see what appears to be almost like a small island with a small building detached from the actual keep. Like you guys had kind of came around this way a little bit, but you hadn't really explored the backside yet. Especially like Clovis, you can see there's like a bridge that leads to it and stuff. Do we all go back and come in one side or should uh, we try to flank them and have two come in with the scorpion and two come through the windows here? I can wait here. Um, I feel, because I remember the last time they were very close to the altar, so I am much more effective closer to the enemies than having to run towards them, unless I'm not a very fast runner. When I, once I see you guys come in with a scorpion, I can start hatching at them, but I won't start unless I see you guys inside the hallway. Maybe I will hide around, hide in this corner here with uh, Nalara and wait for the rest of you to charge in. I will go with the music man uh, with the scorpion. Very good. Now they have to do the climb without Nulara. So 25 minutes later, they make the climb. <laughs> <laughs> 
guys are falling asleep. Oh. I think they're dead. We should just go. <laughs> I know. I'm so worried, but I haven't heard any screams. So Boss Grong just sat there and watched you guys like fail your climb attempts for like an hour and 20 minutes. And he's like, is it is it done? Uh, yes, yes. the uh, windows, is that broken? Mukta would like to hide. Yeah. So so as we kind of do, there's there's what we call like exploration activities, right? So this is probably your first um, sort of introduction to them. So at, like when you're in exploration mode and not combat, you pick an activity that your character is doing. So one of the activities you can do is called avoid notice. And what that allows you to do is basically if you go into combat, you get to use stealth as your initiative role instead of perception because you're sneaking around, right? Mukta is avoiding notice. So yeah, you can be using avoiding notice. Uh, Nular, do you have a specific action you want to do coming into this? Is it? Uh, yes, I'll be scouting ahead. Scouting. So scouting gives everyone in your party a plus one initiative bonus yep. to your role. Yes, sir. Ah, I, I, Mukta notices a fellow scout. Ah, I tip my imaginary hat to Mukta. <laughs> Hal, you reach out with Mage Hand and open the door. So go ahead and do that. And as you like look, you know, straight down the long hallway, it's it's bright, brightly lit up now. And you can see like new Lara, like on the far end, make eye contact. So you guys are all kind of in sync with each other. Uh, Scrong's like, can you uh, get the other door? This guy's kind of big. And so as this sort of combat is beginning, I'm going to actually start up a encounter. For Mukta, you definitely get to come in with stealth because you're avoiding notice. Hal and Clovis, it's your choice. You can either come in with perception or stealth if you guys are trying to do the sneaky too. So Mukta, you are first. So I I know that like rogues get, or especially thieves or all rogues, get like a bonus if they act before someone in combat, right? So all enemies are flat-footed against me if I go, well, you know. Right, you spread the combat. If they haven't gone yet. If on the first round of combat, if you roll deception or stealth for your initiative, creatures that aren't haven't acted are flat-footed to you. Yes. So yes. So then, I hear them go in. I'm gonna think the trap has been strung, sprung, and I will. Uh, so there's no point in sneaking in, cause right, cause then my sneak will end once I'm out in the open, right? It's very true, yeah. But because you're stealthy, right, you're gonna have they're gonna be flat-footed no matter what. Yeah. So that's why. So I'm going to stride. Okay. Corners, what are you doing for that? For Pathfinder, every other corner takes an extra five feet. Okay. Right. If you use the measurement tool, it would calculate it. Yeah. I see this enemy, right? Yep. So five, that, well, let me do the other one. 10, 15. Okay. And Mukta, with a flourish, attempts to pierce this foul creature. Okay. It is flat footed to you. All right. So go ahead and make that attack roll. Boom! Oh, natural 20! That's the opposite. So that's a crit. Yep. So you so, got all your oh, you got all your ones out of the way, see? Yeah. 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 So make sure you toggle their flat footed and then roll yep, the crit the crit uh yep. damage on this thing. Yep. Let's go. Whoa. 21. Okay. So that hits for sure. It is uh -huh. a crit for sure. So it's like this bony skeleton thing. You bring your rapier in down to do like piercing damage to it. The piercing damage, it is resistant to piercing. Okay. 
Actually, interestingly enough, they do not have, even though they're skeletons and most skeletons do, they don't have resistances. Okay. Excellent. So it goes from full to 21 damage. So I will select that and I will apply damage to that token. Uh, it instantly looks bloodied. Okay. Nice. Uh, Mukta looks around. What I tell you, not just for show, huh? Okay, and, I, I hate uh, to, I hate to do this. Um, even even though it's not weak, or even though it's not resistant to the slash or to the piercing, it actually is immune to the precision damage of your d6s. So it just took two less than that. But you notice that your your sneak attack precision damage, which is its own damage type, seems to be less effective against it. But it's still it's still like pretty much bloodied. And that was your second action. The the sunlight like coming through these like stained glass windows and stuff, right? Like it definitely lights up like this sort of like central chamber a lot. I think they're probably still in like slight shadows on the the corners a little bit. It's definitely like a lot brighter in here. It's not dim. It's like a bright light. So the sunlight is definitely lighting up this room. My third action. Not bad, huh? And he strides back outside into the sunlight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you run back out. It doesn't seem to, like, lash out and do any kind of attack against you. Okay. And that will be my turn. Perfect. Clovis. I'm able to hold my my turn or my action. Yeah, so that is called... Um, delay. 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 Okay. I'm going to delay so you, because I want to follow the scorpion. Animal. Yeah, you will. Yeah. So after everyone's turn, you tell me when you want to jump in. And I know you said you're going to delay until after his turn, but you can tell me at any point you change your mind after someone's turn. I can do it. Okay. And then my, so, okay. So it's not like I get my turn and then it goes again. I'm just actually that. And then that'll the be your new initiative okay. for the rest of the combat. Yeah. Perfect. This thing that you like, you ran in, you stabbed it. It like is like animating to life, right? It looks to be like almost like it like moves into the sunlight, and you see it like recoiling against the sun. It's absolutely affecting it. You you watch as it like stumbles, so it starts stumbling away from you guys and away from the light down here. And it, you watch as it stumbles 25 feet. It looks like that's all it can do in this sunlight. Oh. I remembers they said that they were harmed by sunlight, so he decides to stand in the sunlight <laughs> completely. <laughs> And then the other one will do basically the same thing and move its 25 feet. Like the sunlight is really bright in this end, but as it moves deeper in, it's definitely like going into slightly more shade. Uh, but that's all they can do. Hal. I'm straight over so I can look down the hall to see where they're at. Use my free action to do lingering composition. Okay. Uh, Make that performance check. 18. That's a success. The next mm -hmm. cantrip I play lasts three rounds, and I will use Inspire Courage. Let's go. So my, all my allies within 60 feet get plus one status bonus to attack damage and saves against fear. Do these guys get it too? The scorpion and yes, they, the guy? They do. They don't have to understand you or anything, do they? Nope. And yep. then I will move further away. All good. Uh, New Lara. All right. Uh, would I see the uh, the corpse light that's been damaged by Mukta? Uh, yeah, this one in the middle definitely okay. like got some cracked bones. Okay, so I will stride towards him on my 20 feet, okay? And then uh, hit him with my Morning Star, actually. Yep, okay, so you got your Morning Star out. Yes, sir. 
So a 21 hits. Okay, and for the damage, that would be nine points of piercing damage. Interesting, a Morningstar does piercing damage. I thought it would be like a bludgeoning because it's a club. It's, it's versatile P, but I think the base is bludgeoning, right? Yeah, because it says versatile P, so you can make it piercing, but I think by default, it's bludgeoning. Can be used to deal a different type of damage than listed in the damage entry. Is normally 1d6 bludgeoning, but you can change it to piercing if you choose. Okay. Remembering, because I, I literally just remembered uh-huh. that the corpse light is... Well, Elenir said that uh, bludgeoning damage would be more would be deadlier to them so mm-hmm. i'm choosing to use the the bludgeoning part of my morning star perfect yes okay uh you crash into it for nine points of damage and with the bludgeoning it's actually weak to bludgeoning it's weak five so it takes five extra points of bludgeoning and then i well. yell out and hope that mukta hears it's weak to bludgeoning for my third action i'm gonna raise my shield okay you run up, smack it, and raise your shield. Yes, sir. That's the end of my turn. Okay. So Boss Skrung, he's back here. So he uses two of his actions. He has So he has a special ability that lets him, he gets to use diplomacy when he talks with arthropods. So he actually has a plus 10 to command it. So it's not even an innate spell. It's just a, yeah, it's an at-will innate spell which speak with animals. Anyways, he's going to use that to command his thing. I'm just going to roll a d20 plus 10. And he's going to tell that scorpion to run down that hall at full speed. Okay. So with a 19, I think that's enough for success. So he does that. And then with his last action, he um, is going to stride his 20 meter movement and stay at the back of the hallway. Scorpion is going to take two stride actions because it can't actually reach anything. It has a stride action of, sorry, a speed of 40 feet. Oh, geez. Oh, that's so one, a fast scorpion. Yeah, one stride. Actually, so here's the interesting thing. He can actually reach the skeleton in one stride. I didn't realize that. He does run up, and that means he is in range with this. So he can run up. He can actually command to run up and strike. So he will run up and he'll strike. And so he's going to use his... Um, Pincher to reach out and try to crush the skeleton. 15. That was a low roll. 15 is just enough to hit, actually. Okay. So that's 11 points of slashing damage to this this skeleton. And that's its turns, and now... He gets one for Inspired Oh. Purge. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's damage rolls as well, right? Yep. Attacks, damage, Perfect. saving the sphere. Perfect. So that's actually one more damage the skeleton. Clovis? So I stride 20 feet. It's one action, right? And then mm-hmm. I will go to flash acid on it. That was so close, but you got him. I know, it's like a 20. Yeah, so that's a d20 plus 8. So yeah, that hits. Go ahead and roll the damage on that. So that's 4 acid damage, correct? takes the the four damage and that is uh enough to basically bloody it no not quite not quite bloody it is that all of your so it's two actions yeah, to cast a cantrip two. and one action to strike oh, acid right? damage is two sorry i was thinking that was one so yep that's my turn okay yeah that plus one damage roll that's from your buff right because by default yeah. it doesn't do plus damage 
that's gotta be fun. On hit, you deal 1 to 6 acid damage. This is plus 1 splash acid damage. If it's critical. Is that only if it's a critical? So. Yeah, so on hit, you deal 1 to 6 acid damage, plus 1 splash acid damage. So, so that must be the this is this is an interesting... It. So, splash, it adds, like, 1 damage... Like, the acid splashes and deals 1 damage to everything within 5 feet of this target. So that means the scorpion gets splashed for 1 damage. And the other corpse light behind him also gets splashed for one damage. And he should get one damage from a buff. Yeah, That's a good point. Would that bad. apply to splash damage? I guess so. Uh, it just says you and allies in the area gain plus one status bonus to attack rolls, damage rolls, and saves against fear. It says damage rolls, right? The splash damage isn't a roll, but the yep. initial damage is. So I'm going to say it's just one splash and not two. Hey, boss, sorry. Didn't mean to get to Scorpion. Ah, he's tough, don't worry. All right, back to the top of the round. Round two, Mukta. So he should have taken five that round, right? Yeah, yeah, he took he took uh, five. He took he takes the splash too, yeah, you're right. All right, Mukta's turn. Not sure what's going on, because he can't see inside. Stride, uh, I guess uh, he will stride again. And Mukta, once again, strikes out with his rapier. It is not flat-footed. Yes. So if you're if you're one square over, you get uh, flat-footed because you'll be flanking. Would that be flanking? Oh yep. yeah, that's a good point because. Yeah, I watched that today. So as long as that scorpion so, can reach more than five feet, it's still considered. But here's flanking. the thing. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to go to that square to make the flanking yeah, that's what I attach. Said. But you are, one. you're right. Yeah, hundred percent right. Congratulations. Yep. I learned. Which I, actually I, takes me back. I want to remind you guys. You guys get um, a hero point. Everyone has a hero point. Uh, so it's kind of like inspiration in D&D where you can re-roll one, one thing using your hero point. And so because you are correct on the flanking rules, Mike, take another hero point. Oh, nice. Hey. But yes, because the scorpion has reach, he can actually threaten that skeleton, which so will provide flanking. We all start with one? You all start every session with one. OK. And it's use it or lose it during the session. All right. Mukta strikes out with his rapier once more at this foul creature. 16 is enough to hit. Ooh, that is... For 15 damage. So here's what happens. Hey. You strike you strike out and completely eviscerate the, like, bony sort of skeleton thing. Um, it is it is immune to the piercing effect, right? So six of that damage was, like, immune to. So really it took nine, mm -hmm. but it's still enough. The whole like skeleton thing uh, drops dead right where it is, and as it's dying and like the, the the bones are there, this like weird glowy spirit thing emerges from the body, right where it was. Understands why you call them corpse lights. Mukta does not like this. <laughs> okay, so that was two That's... of your actions. You still have one more action, right? Uh, no, I tried it twice because yeah, I tried twice. So, yep, that's my turn. I guess what it does is it flees. It starts fleeing like it, it flies now, right? So it like starts flying south over like over the top of the scorpion and stuff away from you. So that would trigger an opportunity attack from yeah. new Lara. Did you have attack of opportunity? Go ahead and make that strike. Critical oh, hit. Oh, you dead dead. <laughs> yes. So you swing with the Morningstar right through the glowing light of this thing. And as it tries to oh, flee, no. lethargically, like with the, the sunlight on it. Yeah, it takes 14 points of 
of damage. Now, in in this form, right, it does not. It's not weak to your crushing damage, but it's still enough to defeat it. The wisp blinks out of existence and is no more. This is so much more more easier than than how it was the first time we saw it. I was gonna say something. I was like, I'm not jinxing this until this fight's over. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yep, and so this corpse, this this skeleton thing, still like just at the very edge of like the light. It's like if they can get past the scorpion, they basically get back into like shade and stuff. So it's trying its hardest. So it starts moving south, but as it does, the scorpion actually gets an opportunity deck. So it it reaches out with its pincher, pincer. Sixteen is enough to hit. Plus, having a giant scorpion goes a long way too. Yeah, it helps, you know. Uh, so it gets hit, and being hit during your opportunity attack um, actually like stops your movement. Plus one for the singing. Oh yeah, oh, it's ten oh. points. That's a good point. It, it's plus one for singing. Good call. And since it's in the sunlight, it seems to not be able to do anything else. Uh, so it it's ha- like, it, if you have opportunity attack, it's like automatic sentinel. <laughs> if it's a critical hit, you interrupt the movement. But that was not a critical hit, so it didn't actually stop the movement. So that was the difference. So it does Uh-oh. get its movement. So it flees south and it gets like right next to you, Clovis. And um, like where you are, you're, it, you can tell like it's no longer like in the direct sunlight. But that is its turn. How? I think we should try our best to pull it back into the light. That, yeah, that, I'm thinking the same thing. I would like to. Yeah, he, he's right there. You, you got you got sight on him. He would have partial cover because of the corner, but you have sight, eyesight. I want to use arcane cantrip. Your adapted cantrip? Adapted cantrip and cast electric arc. Okay, so this is going to be a reflex save for the creature. Ooh. That's a 23, so it's a success, but not a critical success. You can go ahead and roll the damage. It's gonna take half. All right. Gets damage for three damage. Actually, you inspired yourself, right? Uh, me and I rolled a three plus modifier. It should be based on your charisma, right? That's the plus four. Yeah, two plus four plus one more. Yep. So it should be one more, right? Yep. That's uh, that's everything. Nulara. Okay, so uh, for my first action, I am going to let go of my morning star. Okay. Second action. Clings, clings to the ground. Yeah. Uh, second action. Let me select my token. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh man, he's thirty feet, no? Yeah, he's thirty from me. He he's thirty feet. Uh, yeah, he's thirty. For to get to like here, it's thirty feet. Yeah, both of them is thirty. Like, yeah. Is there a way for me to jump somewhere? Yeah, dropping dropping weapons a free action, so you still have like drawing a new weapon. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, there's no way to increase your movement by like yeah. jumping to make it more. Okay, yeah. but dropping a weapon is a free. It's action. a free. Yeah, yeah okay. it's a free action. Drop your weapon. Okay, got it. For my uh, first action, I'm gonna stride uh, okay. for 25 feet, take a step. Uh, for okay. my second action, and then for my third action, I'm gonna grapple this skeleton right here. Perfect. Give me your um, athletics check. I believe it's athletics. Uh, it is athletics. Is it? Yes, grapple. Okay. 
It's your athletics versus against the target's fortitude DC. Yeah. Come on, okay. let's go. Gotta save Clovis. Yep, you grapple it. Okay, perfect. And then I tell Clovis, run away! <laughs> or get far away from him. And then that's the end of my turn. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the boss um, is going to try to do the same thing. He's going to command the scorpion to listen to him. Ooh, that is not good. The base DC is like a 15. So all it all that means is it does nothing. So it doesn't critically fail. It doesn't misbehave. It didn't critically fail. It didn't misbehave. It didn't get scared. It just doesn't listen. So he's like yelling, go, go get it. Get it, Pinchy Pinchy. And the scorpion is like distracted by something and just like, like I'm, st I'm staying here in the sunlight. Um, and then boss is like, ah, fine, I'll do it myself. And with his third action, he like blows his blow dart like at the, the scorpion. At the scorpion? <laughs> Sorry, at, at the, the skeleton. <laughs> but actually that is a, I didn't, I didn't target it unfortunately, but that is a critical success. Let's go boss strong. Also the, the, the creature's flat footed, so it's more than a critical success. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, let's go. Didn't kill it. Cause the damage roll is really bad. That's, that's all right. Clovis. Okay, so with it grappled, there's no, you can't take an action if I move away? That's not necessarily true. Okay. If you're grappled, all that means is you're flat-footed, you're immobilized. If he tries to do anything with the manipulate trait, like an attack, then he has to make a, a DC5 flat check. He just rolls a d20. If he rolls a five or above, it goes off. If he rolls under five, it fails. I'm gonna hit the, the bludgeoning end of it. I'm not gonna stab it, so. Right, because you, you had one, you had your hand free so you cast spells, right? Yep. So it's one action to interact with an object and draw your sword. Okay, so that's one action. Mm hmm Yeah. Let's go. You do have two hero points, I will just point out, and they yep. can only be used tonight. I'm going to use one of them. All Let's right. Let's go. So go ahead and make the attack roll again. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's a hit. Wow, max damage. Nice. Um, yeah, so with the nine points of damage is enough. So again, the corpse falls to the ground and where the corpse was, the light emerges. So Nular's holding the, the body. I got it, got it. Drops down and you, like the bones go loose and then the wispy thing appears like right in front of you guys. All right, so my last action, I am going to stride. Yep, you move away from it. It doesn't seem to do anything. Top of round three, Mukta. Friends, uh, why don't we all make our way back to the light, yes? Stride and hide. Go ahead and make that stealth roll. <laughs> 10. Maybe it's the crunching glass beneath your feet or the light bright light on you, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, you feel like you're pretty well hidden. <laughs> Technically, the stealth rolls are secret, so you wouldn't even know the result, but I just, I let you roll them when, when I feel like it's... So, rather than delaying, are you able to hold a specific action? Like, if the light comes by me, I will attack it with my rapier, that kind of thing? You can, but holding an action takes two actions. I'm going to use my hero point. Let's go! Okay. And I'm going to stealth again. Go for it. Once we get lower. Oh, yeah. Hey! 
Much better. Alright, so this giant floating light, it begins floating this way, and it floats past you, Nulara. Now you don't hold, you're not holding a weapon. You can either punch it <laughs> or bash it with your shield. I'll try to punch it. Yeah, punch okay. a ghost. Make that unarmed <laughs> yeah, strike. Punch a ghost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put ghost. <laughs> Get it. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, Nulara, how would you like to do this? Jesus, nice. Let's go. Um, just flying out of my fingertips, I instinctively punch it as it goes out and yell out it's trying to come to the other corpse and then just be so surprised when it dies after my punch make the damage roll. I, I want to see what the damage would be okay a critical punch wow damn i'm really strong <laughs> 14 points of punching ass. damage that is that is pretty awesome okay so yeah you you're you're right it was making a way its way towards that corpse to try to like go inside of it and with one last hail mary punch through it whoosh the whole corpse like goes away and you, we are out of combat i mean you successfully completed the the combat congratulations guys experience Woo! points no one almost died so f two things first of all sunlight makes these things clumsy too mm -hmm. and stun too Whoa. So that means that means they lose two actions every turn when they're in direct sunlight, as oh. well as having like a minus two to all its dexterous stuff. So that, that was a big, big difference from the nice. last fight, huh? Oh. Yeah, because they couldn't. Mm -hmm. They get one action on the turn, which would they used to run out of the sunlight, right? Instead of oh. like, yeah, it one shot. It it could one shot us. Uh, one shot oh, yeah. us. Yeah. That like light thing it does, where it like does that cone that takes three actions. Yeah. So within sunlight, it can't do it. Okay, so these things are worth, let me see. So you guys are in 120 experience for that fight. Ooh. Each? Each, yeah. Oh my. Got it. We should all be at 670 then, right? That's what I got, I believe. Yep. yep. That's what I got. Yeah, and then I dropped the skeleton. Did you see what <laughs> I did, though? I punched a ghost. Come now, friend. I, we did well, but there's no need for tall tales, huh? What? No, I really did punch a ghost. And then I check corners. Uh, to see, to look for someone. How do you punch a ghost? Like, I don't know. I just, I swung my arm and it hit. Uh, it's so weird. So, Nulara, as you're like looking at the corners of the room and stuff, um, you look and you, d you don't see anything. And then you kind of feel like a little bit of sadness. And as you look away, like just out of the corner of your eye, you almost see just a slight hint of a like smiling face staring back at you and as you kind of turn back to look and put your focus back on that space it's gone hmm. interesting i i turn to boss scrong my memory is still failing me right now but i'm trying to figure out if this room has anything to do with the blood that we found on the at the base of the lighthouse and the the glowing thing that's happening on top of the lighthouse and then i turn uh, it off do you remember how or were we just here to kill it yeah the boss is just like kind of like ah, right, we you know we kept to ourselves we stayed away from the boogies hiding the the, the spirits uh, if there were if there were ghosts we didn't go there so i don't know what this is about did Ren tell you guys anything else? I turned to Clovis and Mukta. 
you know, just uh, just to come in here and uh, get here as fast as we can to help you. Let's find out what made the lighthouse glow and to help you in that endeavor. But that's all we heard. Mm. So, Mukta, you kind of move over to the shrine and start, like, looking around it and give it, like, a good sort of once-over. It, it just looks like a normal shrine. Like, you give it a search, but nothing nothing seems to catch your attention. Nulara, like, somebody was mentioning, like, checking the corpses and stuff, and you look down at that pile of bones that you were grappling a minute ago, and uh, one of the teeth looks like a solid gold tooth. Uh, does anyone want a gold tooth? There's one over here. I mean, it looks like it could be fairly valuable. Hal, do you do you have detect magic? I think you did, right? Yeah, I'm doing. That's what I'm doing for Got my it. exploration. So yeah, you're doing the detect magic exploration activity. And as you do like the detect magic, you definitely get like a ping of magic in the area. In the area of the skeleton. Yeah, like in the area, and it, you're able to like kind of narrow it down. You notice one of the skeletons, not the one with the gold tube, but the other one. It has like an amulet like around its neck. That kind of like it as the skeleton kind of crumpled into itself. It's just this amulet sitting in a pile of bones that looks untouched by time. Hmm. Uh, I uh, see a little bit of glow around his neck right there. Uh, as you uh, look at him, uh, Mukta was your name. Uh, around his neck. For the for these like rolls, like for like looking for traps and stuff, they're all what what's known as like a secret roll. So when you're checking a room or like looking for traps, like I roll a secret roll and then let you know if you notice anything. Okay. So as of yet, you've not yet to notice any sort of traps. All right. Yeah, so you, you move down. The, the, it looks like a basically like a small, almost like cage of some sort, almost like a mini bird cage with a polished stone in it. Um, and it's hanging from like a silken cord. And as you're looking at it, you, you handle it. Like you guys are pretty sure this is a magical item of some sort. Does anyone have identify? Uh, no. I do not. I know Elanir did. Does identify a spell? I th oh, you know what? Identify not a spell. It's just a skill, right? So, is anyone trained in Arcana? Still no. Uh, I'm trained in Arcana. Yeah, I'm in. Hi. Oh, you are trained in Arcana. Perfect. So you can try to. Uh, so there is a trained action for Arcana, right? It's identify magic. So for like arcane magic, it'd be like Arcana, and for like nature magic, it'd be nature. But in this case, it's it's. It could be Arcana or religion, I, I think. So, uh, so you look at this, and you are pretty sure that you. It takes ten minutes of this to do it, right? With a success, it seems like some sort of amulet, like a protection amulet of some sort. Like if you were to wear it, you could protect you. So with a with a success, it says you learn, you get the sense of what it does, and any means of activating it. So if you wear this amulet. It will offer you some sort of protection. <laughs> it will help you not take as many blows. Maybe Nulara, you should wear this since you will be clearly in the front grabbing on skeletons and other things. And punching ghosts, right? <laughs> uh, I did, though. Of course. There. <laughs> so whoever wants to add this, because I got to tell you what the, basically what the item is in order for you to add it to your character sheet. It's a, it's a channel protection amulet. So what what it does is um, if you wear it and you are alive, it gives you resistance five to the harm spell. Oh. And if you're undead, it gives you resistance five to the heal spell. Does it look so fancy? It looks like a little, it's like a silken cord and then it makes, it's at the end, it's like a little cage and there's a polished stone like in the cage. Okay. So one of you can go ahead and, and add that. 
if it's new Lara, then that's cool. Um, so at least in, in the short term, right, Hal spent about 10 minutes here, like, identifying this. Mukta's given, like, the room, uh, uh, glancing over, searching it for any sort of things, checking the altar. It's, it looks like, so far, it's pretty much cleaned up. Is there anything on the corpse that's sitting on the uh, the door? There was last time, and you guys picked mm, it clean. Right, we got the right, plus. Right. We got like the potion and the plus one rapier and stuff. Oh right, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, well, what next? Clovis looks at Norlan uh, says, um, "I'll take that uh, gold tooth if you don't mind. This uh, long sword, not too oh. good. I'm gonna have to buy me some new equipment, uh, some other type of." Uh, means to hit things oh yeah sure here you go now i hand them the gold tooth while i walk like... towards him hand him the gold tooth and then pick up my morning star okay yeah you gotta pick up your morning star again and reattach it all right well yeah. so i will say like mukta you you gave you did do like some searching in the altar and you didn't see anything but i'm keeping track of time right because we have like this day night cycle and right now it's 4 15 p.m Actually, I need to bump that up a bit because we did the whole moving back and smashing windows thing. So it's 4.30 p.m. Uh, the sun goes down roughly around 6 p.m. or so. Perhaps we should uh, head back. Uh, we have a warm place to stay at the... Uh, and I snap my fingers and look to Nalara. The place where uh, I play music. I'm not sure what it's called. I remember, but the name escapes me. But you we... had a place and a friend at the Crook's Nook. You're staying at the Rooks as well, as am I. Inesmera is a non-acquaintance of mine. Aurelia had set you guys up, kind of like a small base of operations at the Crow's Cast, though. So I'm not sure which yeah. one you're talking about. I had a room at the Crook's Nook. Uh, I feel a little at home there, but if uh, you have another base uh, that you go to, I'm more than happy. Oh, were you able to hear? Um, how was playing there yesterday, actually? Uh, hmm. I just arrived. Uh, I came with a uh, caravan, of, a merchant caravan, doing a friend a favor. But uh, I have some time to spend in this town, and I decided to stay a little longer. But I did unfortunately miss the opportunity to hear your music, Hallam. Well, of course, uh, you want to come down there, save yourself some copper on the room, and uh, listen to some music. Uh, spend some time with new friends always sounds like a good idea. Huh? The other thing to remember, like um, last mm -hmm. time you guys came, you came like in the morning and spent the whole day here. And uh, what Rin has suggested is maybe sticking around until after sundown to see if anything changes, which is why you guys came in late afternoon. Right. So if you want to go back now, you know, you can, but just remember that part of the, the goal is to come here at night and see what's up. Well, I reiterate that. And then I say, <laughs> and then I say, um, maybe we could observe the uh, lighthouse from a safe distance uh, when it's dark. From a distance. That sounds like a good idea. All right. Something in this room changes at night, though. Oh, that too. We could do Although that. Does this does kind of give me the creeps? <laughs> Understandable. We were finding ghosts. Yeah, like part of her like words, I believe, were specifically like um, the the spirits and ghosts that they tend to follow like a lunar cycle and they kind of go with the the moon. So some some ghosts and spirits are more restless at night. So she thought it would be good to check it out. 
at least. So she wants us to go there when there are Morgoths. <laughs> she did not mention this to me when she told me. <laughs> did she tell you? Or me either. Just to help out some adventurers, she had uh, asked to go check out the lighthouse. But she she said there was not a lot of time, so... And she was also very vague when she was telling us this mission. Ren tends to be the vague and mysterious type, but... She has, she's an interesting woman with interesting goods, so... I'd like to uh, take this time and refocus to... Okay. Get my focus point back for my spell. Yeah, no problems. So you, you can refocus 10 minutes of, like, getting to with your... Mm-hmm. Yep, no problem. So are we going to stay inside or go out and observe the lighthouse from outside? So because Hal's going to take another 10 minutes to play his thing and refocus, there is ample time if somebody else wants to check the area. Maybe if somebody else wants to give me, let me know they're searching, I can do another roll for somebody else. Is it dark now? It's not quite. It's still, it's, it, the sun is still up. It's about four, it's going to be about 4.45 by the time we're done with this sort of like chunk of time. You so might looking know. around this room, is there anything other than this altar that stands out worth checking? There's two ways to do this, right? There's a search action, which is like you're, like you say, I'm searching this altar, or I'm searching this wall, or I'm searching this room for something that's, like searching is like you're looking for something that's hidden or something that's missing. And investigation is you're looking for any sort of leads as something that might catch your eye that might lead to something else. So are you more investigating? Sounds like you're investigating. Yeah, I'm more investigating right now, I think. Oh, so when you do investigation, you do like a recall knowledge in place of a, a perception. So in this room, I could see, you know, recall knowledge on religion, or I could see like a recall knowledge on just like churches or temples or dungeons in, in general. Okay. So, why don't you just give me a religion check? 16. So, you're looking around the room. You, you don't have a sight of, like, the, like, pictures of the stained glass window anymore and stuff like that. So, it's kind of hard to put clues together from that. The room is fairly bare. But other than, other than this, like, altar in the middle of the room, nothing stands out to you that would help you maybe find anything that you're missing. All right. So, then, can I... Do my seek on the altar. Yeah, you want to spend some more time like searching. Yep. Because you 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 spent about like ten or fifteen minutes like investigating the room while Hal's refocusing. So what I would say is instead of you doing like jumping ahead to the altar, that would give like Nulara and Mukta a chance to like maybe search or do something else in that time. Yeah, let's. See I that. know Nulara doesn't have a shield to repair for once, so that's always good. So what would Nulara and Mukta like to do while? Clovis is walking around for like, you know, 10 minutes just looking for clues and Hal's getting in touch with his music. I noticed that corpse that Nulara saw, like with the hand trying to grab the brick. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious where he's laying. There's like a secret door that's open and uh, it, it was hidden. But like where he is and he's reaching in, it's like open and he's kind of like pushed away from it a little bit. So your eye goes that way to like a secret, an open, already discovered by the group earlier secret door. They uh, opened it. It was secret before they opened it and they've left it open when they fled earlier. Mukta is always interested in secret doors, whether they've already been opened or not. So 
it's more of a professional sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I can go fun. ahead and move that way. <laughs> yeah, it's like a secret door, and it you kind of go in. It's like this small hallway that leads to like another secret door, but the other side looks complete, like, looks closed. But you know, as you investigate it, like you're, you're pretty sure you can just push it open. Uh, I'm also making sure there's no traps. Always, always looking for traps. Yes. Yes. Uh, it is not locked. Ah, I'm I'm now closed in here. <laughs> <laughs> you closed yourself in the secret passage. Nice. It was trapped. <laughs> uh, you trapped yourself. Are you all right I... there? Nulara, you were uh, you been on that side of the door before? Yeah. What's what's over there? Me. I am on the other side of this door. <laughs> no, the ghosts were inside these this room. Yeah. Uh, that Should is I... where we ran away. Yes. Let me know when you are done, Hal Harmony, and I will uh, see what is going on with this door, huh? So if you ran away, you didn't take time to search that room? Well, I was in here a bit longer than the rest of the group. They uh, ran forward, and then they ran away, and those guys that you (laughs) hugged, they came and they opened their mouths, and these blue lights came around me, but I didn't feel much. And then we walked out, and I closed the door. Boss, if you close this door on me one more time, I'm going to eat your bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember how earlier, while we were shattering the glass, we we saw that there was actually another, I don't know, island? Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe while we wait for the sun to go down, we could head over there, or <laughs> it's a, I think it's a safe enough distance from the, t- the top of the lighthouse to observe it from. Did I mention the other secret door on the other side of the secret door? <laughs> secret now. Secret. Mukta's just a little bit curious about secret doors. Something that we have missed. We were running away. We didn't really look. Exactly. Uh, so once once Hal is ready, I will open the door. Okay. So, yeah, you can go ahead and open the door and kind of explore in that room a little bit. So I would like to sneak in. <laughs> yep. Get, I'm not going to make you roll the stealth unless it becomes pertinent, right? Yeah. So go ahead and, and just uh, you're avoiding notice, right? That's your yes, that's your exploration fine. activity. So you're moving ahead, looking for traps. Yep. All the way so in. this room here, it's a triangular room that once might have seemed comfortable, but after years of rain and exposure to the elements through the two arrow slits in the northwestern wall. The room's divan, armoire, and tapestries have fallen to decay. And even that, like, secret door that you, like, push through, like, this whole tapestry has rotted off off the wall and, like, fallen. It looks like the tapestry probably concealed the secret door much better in the past than it does today. So, yeah, so you move into this room, sneaking, right? And nothing yep. seems to jump out to get you, uh, Mukta, right? Nothing nothing jumps out, nothing gets you. Uh, do you want to take a minute to, like, search this room? And give it like a thorough once over, or do you want to keep moving? No, because, I mean, the rest of the party is still in the uh, Mukta would spend them once he's kind of crept in and nothing like immediately like you know tried to kill him he'll take the time to to give it a a good once over okay yeah so so this this search is probably going on around the same time that clovis was investigating earlier and uh you you give it a good once over and you don't find anything of interest over your like 10 or so minutes and about this time like hal's done refocusing is this another door here on this it is, and it's open. I'm just peeking, though. Yep, you're just looking secretly. So, Clovis, uh, if you want to spend the next chunk of time, like, searching the altar. 
Yeah, just I know everybody's looked at them. I'm just seeing if there's any like. Yep. Special. I'm gonna roll a secret perception check for you to see if you find anything. So you also go over. You're like, well, Mukta doesn't know what he's talking about. You give it a good look for anything that he might have missed, and you also find nothing. His ears are hot for some reason. Do you wanna Do you wanna go to the island, or do you wanna continue to search rooms that maybe you didn't have a chance? We went through most of them. Uh, there was the creepy circular room with the blood splatter around the corner, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Maybe we go check the Z Island first, because we've been through most of this. There is another one of these guys, and I pointed the skeleton uh, across the way, and uh, but uh, he was just standing there. Uh, maybe he had one of those lightning bugs in him. I do not know. So yeah, so you guys are watching as like Mukta keeps sneaking more and more that way, like sneaking down. I do not think they would uh, see me as I'm around the corner. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, like you're sneaky. You don't even see or hear. So yeah, so you move down to that room. So like searching is like kind of like like a time thing. It takes time. It's not just like a glancing room. But uh, you move into this room. You're searching it. Uh, you move down stealthily until your shirt's safe. Yep. It feels safe. You begin taking it to search. Uh, the ceiling has collapsed in the southwest corner of this room. The mm-hmm. walls bear several shelves, but the books and papers once kept here have rotted to ruin long ago, as have the desk and chair in an alcove to the northeast. And so you kind of like spend some time looking through the rooms. The number one thing you find is like right here is an almost closed but not fully closed door that looks like it was a secret door at one point. Two secret doors past the group is Mukta's limit. So Mukta will <laughs> return and tell of the third. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are ha- like, yeah, yeah. So the, at that point, you guys are kind of planning on your next move. And then you go to like find Mukta and he was missing. And he just pops up around the corner. Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> I thought you were a ghost. Yeah, kid. Um, so, what is the plan now? Well, as Halarmony said earlier, we've uh, we could give you a rundown of what we found, but the island is very new uh, to me, at least. So, we, we could a... all check that out while we wait for, for yeah, to we settle. Have, we have an uh, hour and a half before dark. That's a good idea. Let's go. So yeah. we check out the it's... other island. With the time you guys have spent like searching these rooms and doing all this stuff, it's it's closer to 5 p.m. now, so it's about an hour before sunset. Uh, through these doors down, there's past a little bit of uh, muck and decay. There is another secret door that has been revealed through the decay of time. If our search on the other side of the island proves fruitless, we can investigate this other door, perhaps. Oh, or yes. if you'd like, we could search the door now. Do you know what he's talking about, or has it been too long? I feel like I do. Is that where we found like the elixirs? It's in that same room. Yeah, you can yeah. take it back. Why don't you take it back and show them the door? Maybe it'll jog their memory. Uh, yeah, you know what? Come with me. It's it's. Can I look to see if this has been open? It's like recently opened, or it looks like it's been recently opened. Yeah, and Nina, or uh, sorry, uh, New Lara. When you see it, you remember that when you guys were in this room, I think it was Elanir had found like a, a shelf that like triggered a secret door that popped open oh oh i just remembered and then i pull out the map that boss strong like drew for us i think that's true it's in here scorpion stay out boogie squirt boss <laughs> yes this was the second map he drew um which was the uh the next level down yeah so i think whoa wait i guess the other island has a swamp dragon I feel like the swamp dragon should stay stay out. So if that doesn't say stay out, I don't want to know what the room with stay out has. 
The stay out room is um, the lighthouse. The lighthouse, yeah. So I guess the secret door that you just found leads to the stairs. Ah. Hmm. Is that uh... that then lead to mushroom people that would lead to a throne? Yeah, so I mean, looking at the map, right? It, it seems like the room you're in is, is completely omitted from the map that's even drawn on here. Yeah. It's kind of this empty area between the stay out and Scorpion. Uh -huh. So it just looks like something that the boss was not, either not aware of or never put on his map. Uh, boss. Uh... He's, he went back. He, he went back with the Scorpion and he's like working on their training together. Okay. But you, you could go find him and talk to him if you want. Uh, yeah, yeah, can we, maybe you know, uh, Lara, where, stairs down, where does that go up? I mean, where do the stairs, where would we find the stairs on our level? I believe it's this one. We can try and opening it. Oh, well, there's a shelf behind this, if I remember correctly. The shelf's over on, on this front side, like around the corner, but when you open it, it pops open the secret door over here. So it should be marked as a regular door that you can just open now. I think oh. you guys had already discovered it, I think. So this is stairs. Yeah. Stairs down, yeah. It's getting darker. Do we want to head to... Uh, I mean, if we go down into the underdark, it doesn't really matter if it's night or day. So. Oh, that's fair. We could definitely bring it up to the rest of the group. It's but also not... the lighthouse. Yes. Yeah. It's an option if our other uh, searches prove fruitless, yes? Uh, well, apparently you all had already found it. You, you've taken most of my fun and found all the secret doors. <laughs> uh, I kid. But there are stairs that apparently go down. Do we want to go down yet? I mean, do we want to go down to my little rat friend, round and round? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very funny. Of course. You know what? Now that I look at this map, swamp, uh, swamp dragon definitely sounds more dangerous than down. I mean, so. like I said, I really want to know what the room, what's in the room, stay out. If that's not the swamp dragon. <laughs> yeah. So, so also to be clear, because it's this hand-drawn map, but boss, he did just he did explain this to you, like. The Swamp Dragon, if you look on the second map, the Swamp Dragon layers underground one level down. But the arrow he points to is basically like a cave entrance that you can go down into the Swamp Dragon's lair. So oh. where he where he points the arrow in, you kind of go there and you can find a way down to the Swamp Dragon. And what he explained to you guys was like when when him and his people had to flee to the surface, they fled through the Swamp Dragon's lair when it was out hunting, came up. And then went into the, the runes. So that's like the extent of his knowledge. They got up and down through that Swamp Dragon entrance. Swamp Dragon would have quite a bit of interesting uh, treasures, I imagine. <laughs> How do we know if the sun goes down? Uh, if we're yeah. under the ground. <laughs> that's true. Why don't we search that other island first? See what we find. The sun goes down. If nothing happens, then we go down. It sounds good. Boss had agreed to help you guys like fight the skeletons and stuff, and he's upheld like sort of his end of the bargain. So he's going to stay back out of harm's way because the the deal was you'll let him kind of live if he helps you guys, you know, defeat the skeletons. Thank, Thank you, boss friend. He's still on friendly terms with you. He still plans to hang out here and kind of lair here. 
Does but, this uh, uh, bridge look tag along for the rest. in good shape like the other one? Uh, yeah, so you look across the, you know, the last one was like definitely like in trouble. Uh, so you give this one like a once over and especially like with, with the trap finding of Mukta, like looking for traps. But this one looks actually pretty, uh, pretty steady and not, not tampered. It doesn't look like it's falling apart. Seems pretty sure. It's a, it's a low wooden bridge that spans a watery gap between the larger island and the smaller one. A single story building sits among the thick reeds growing on the smaller island. As well, there seems to be some kind of weird little house building, like like a small. You can see like a boat kind of tied to a dock. Uh, the dock over down there looks really bad. The boat looks fresh, and uh, it leads to some sort of boathouse or something. So there's this boathouse, and then there's this sort of small detached building across the bridge. Hmm, uh, shall we uh, go across? No. Okay, I go. It holds your weight? Nope. It can hold at least 120. A door. That little uh, boss creature proved to be quite useful. I hope maybe one day we can find the scoundrels who killed his tribe. Yeah. <laughs> About that. There's a door. Great. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you give me a perception check, Mukta, as you see the door? Because I imagine doors in you, you like start getting a little finger yep. happy. 14. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you give it a search. It does not appear to be trapped in any way. Um, it doesn't even appear to be locked. So you kind of peer in the lock, uh, give it a little feeling. Uh, the door doesn't feel trapped or locked. I'm going to take out my lock picks and make a show of unlocking the door. Okay. I would like to open it with the mage hand. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so you, you pull out the mage hand and try to, like, push each. the door open as he's, like, trying to pick the lock, right? Um, uh, you Your mage hand pushes the door, like, pulls the handle and, and does it. Uh, it doesn't, like, the handle, like, turns, but it doesn't open. Much to your surprise, Mukta. As I said, I must unlock this door. <laughs> as, as you're feeling and watching the mage hand, it, it almost feels, like, not locked, but stuck in some way. Uh, I look at it. I... Uh, I think this um, does not require my more skilled and delicate um, applications. I think, Nulara, it might use your touch. Think of it as a ghost, huh? <laughs> so maybe you can uh, take it apart like you took apart the other barricade. Do I have that, you, or is that... You want to dissemble the door instead of, like... Yes. So, like shoulder charging it. I will craft. Are you training? Are you training crafting? Actually, like let me, because I think that's Val. Hang on. Val was that? Yeah, I think if I remember, right, I don't even know if you were trained. Oh, that was the other. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was a different <laughs> life. <laughs> second column, two down. Second oh one no, down. I'm untrained. Okay, so repair craft. Yeah, so if you're like, you probably wouldn't be trained enough to like take this door apart like quietly because you're not training crafting it would require someone that, that was trained in a way to do this okay. sneakily i mean if i thought we were punch you were going to punch it but if you want to take it apart yeah I, I, we wouldn't want to alert anyone else so so it's unlocked we just can't uh, can't open it yeah i already unlocked it don't worry <laughs> but it still appears to be stuck can yeah, so you the like, reason this is coming up because in, in another sort of beginner's box, they like 
took something apart forcefully and it was loud and alerted everything in the area. So that kind of drilled into this idea of if you want to be sneaky, maybe you should take it apart, like finesse and not like shoulder charge it, right? So I will let them do uh, take it apart very sneakily. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just a lot longer time spend to like take it apart in a quiet sort of manner. If you shoulder charge it, it's like, boom, it's in. You're going to have to take the time to sit here and take it apart like piece by piece, nice and quietly. So if you want to take the time to do that, that's fine. Uh, just go ahead and roll me your uh, crafting check. That's what the group wants. Good to, we'll do it. Good luck, my friends. It's me. Cast a spell on you. Not uh, the cheese trap spell, but some guidance. Guidance it is. Just a plus one circumstance bonus. Yes. Status can, bonus. Can two of us uh, cast guidance? Uh, so because of the way that bonuses work, because it's a status bonus, you can only benefit from one status bonus at a time. Right. So you wouldn't be able to stack it. If you give them a circumstance bonus, like using the aid action, yep. but somebody else would have to make the same crafting roll just to aid. But you can... Uh do it for his next check because it's, he's immune to mine for one hour after this. Yeah, if, if I'm not able to take it apart, I could use your guidance. Okay. okay, go ahead and make that crafting roll. Jeez. So yeah. you're tr you're able, so it's not so much the problem with taking the door apart is just doing it in like a sneaky sort of way. So you start dismantling the wood planks and stuff and like doing it. And I think at one point about like when the door's like mostly like open, uh, you, you kind of like, the the frame like shifts and it's no longer stuck in the frame whatever the, the sort of pressure and weight that was holding it there kind of catches you off guard as the door gives and like one of like the little like planks of wood falls inwards as the door creaks open and kind of makes a loud sort of echoing noise in the the otherwise quiet room so the door does open for you but it's not quiet and so what happens here is uh immediately two things happen one the the this glowing light appears in the middle of the room a glowing ghostly light just appears and starts swirling around it looks very similar to the sort of corpse slices you guys just slayed and you hear yeah so you hear like a ooh i am spooky wisp you must retrieve my treasure or i will destroy you but as you're seeing this and your heart skips a beat for just a second, uh, two things become apparent. One, this is very obviously not a ghost and not a wisp. It's nothing more than the dancing light spell made to look like a wisp. And secondly, in the back of the room, trying its best to hide is a tiny sprite-like creature crouching under the desk, peering at you, making the, uh, the voice and the lights like appear in the room. That's what you see, Mukta. And Lura, something for you to punch. After you. We're gonna punch. What? There's a ghost, scary ghost, very scary ghost. You must punch it. I have. You to? must do what I say, or I'll be angry. See? Very. He must be angry. You have to punch him. I've punched a ghost before. Do you want me to punch you again? I tell the spooky ghost. Do I see this sprite? Uh, it had a terrible, terrible stealth roll. <laughs> okay. So every single one of you would be able to see this just by peering in the room. It did not beat a single passive perception. I want to come up to it. Are you going to hurt us? 
<laughs> so you just go right up to it even don't even like play along you just like walk into the room and and go into this thing it immediately like it just like it gets like sad and you watch as like the light the like wish kind of like blinks out and the it gives up its like spooky voice and it's like oh man how did you know and it crawl it crawls out kind of humbled but you can see the token right it's this like bl- tangled mess of like large yeah. blonde hair green grass skirt it's like a it's a it's um it's a brownie it's safe you guys clovis alarmony nalura you're no fun i will cast listen little one i for one was very very frightened huh dancing lights <laughs> you want to do the, your dance i am scary yeah. too oh, no. make make a deception check and see if you can do a better job than because it was doing it was doing two things one it was doing dancing lights but two it was also do, using um ventriloquism to like speak in less echoey voice but it was just doing it rolled terrible on its attempt 17. oh yeah yours looks very much more convincing so much so that it, it like gets scared for a minute and oh no wait 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 and, uh, please and i'll turn them off i am sorry it just looked like my lights and i wanted to play yeah. oh you're really good at that thank you how i i've seen these things around here so i just thought i'm not brave so I thought maybe I could trick someone into helping me. Maybe you should ask. That's one right here, and I point to Nalara. That one is brave. It punched one of those, and it destroyed it. It like it, it like goes wide and looks around. Like, oh, so you guys are, you're brave. That's I, me. That one I'm, there. I'm Mukta. Nice to meet you. Not that one. The Mukta, other one. <laughs> I just don't want to be. I just don't want to be killing anything unless it starts hitting me first. That's why I needed to ask. Oh, well, I appreciate you not in the killing me. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have hurt you. You know, I don't. I don't have any intentions. I just. I really, 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 really want my shiny. Shiny? What's your shiny? <laughs> oh, that's Mukta's language, right? I know. Mm, my precious. He says, "Wait, wait, before." Before I say anything, like can, maybe we can come to some kind of kind, some kind of deal, an arrangement. If you can get my shiny for me, and he points like towards he points like over towards the west, like towards these double doors, you know. And he uh-huh. says, if you can get my shiny toward, and he points that way, I'll tell you three secrets about this place that nobody else knows. Mukta likes retrieving shiny things and likes secrets. I like this. But why can you not I go have... just get it yourself and scare them away? <sighs> Yes, well, I tried, but it's being guarded by a a blank-faced doll, I guess is what I would call it. Mukta is out. No, thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, I thought, so that would scare you off that easily? Mukta does not do creepy dolls. <laughs> Have you seen those ones when you so lay it down, it's eyes closed, and then it, you pick it up and it's eyes open? Mm. Not so much. Mukta's sister, one of many sisters. <laughs> had a collection of these creepy porcelain dolls that they had in a room they shared. For some reason, that is beyond Mukta's understanding. Mukta's mother placed them on a shelf so that they would all stare down at Mukta when he was sleeping. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds very traumatizing. Uh, so also, I realized what... I never described this room to you either. So as you step into this room, you get a good look at it. It's like a study featuring several bookshelves, a desk, and two chairs. The books and objects here lie in disarray with torn pages strewn haphazardly across the room. Oh, I, I, di- I realized I didn't introduce myself. Sorry. Uh, my name is Tangletop. 
Nice to meet you, Danglethop. Uh, did you tear all these books yourself, or...? Yeah, I've, I'm looking for something, anything, like, interesting, valuable, fun, and there's nothing here. I, I saw the shiny in the other room, and I've just been waiting for somebody to come along, and I could trick them into helping. You sure there is nothing here that uh, is interesting in all this reading? I mean, I've been living here for a few days. So far, it seems pretty boring to me. You have found nothing. Come on, you can sell me. It's all boring lab notes and stuff I can't understand. I don't know. That uh, that sounds boring. It uh, It is uh, boring to me, at least. I just want shinies. What's this shiny thing that, that you want? I, you'll know it when you see it. Have you seen it? Have you held it? I've seen it. Held it. I can't get close. That creepy doll. Is it just the one that scares here? that that sniveling one over there? Is it just the creepy doll guarding it? It nods. You can stand behind me when we get in the room, Mukta. Uh, uh, I'll be to the side as usual if we <laughs> must, but um, just know I'll be creeped out the entire life. Don't worry, I will be too. So secrets about the lighthouse. Would these secrets pertain to maybe what's happening above it? The glowing thing? May <laughs> he smiles. Maybe. Hmm. So wait, so do you like making deals? Hmm. I like I don't know about making deals, but I like getting others to do my work for me. It's much safer that way. You don't live as long as I have by putting yourself in harm's way. Well, I have an idea. How about we hear one of the three secrets that you proposed, and then mm -hmm. if it's good enough, then maybe we'll get the shiny. On payment. Mukta likes this. That is a very good idea. So I'm going to have you. Tr you're no! going to try to. <laughs> well, you're going to try to sweet talk this thing, right? You're, you've got a good sort of thing. So I want you to make a diplomacy check for me. But I'm not trained. Can I do an intimid? Can I flex my muscles while saying? If you this? if you want to do it in a threatening way, instead of like, hey, how about you give us one secret? It's like, how about you give us one secret and then you like break like a. I mean, yeah, you could do this threateningly if that's the way you want to take it. He turned pretty fast, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hero point, hero point. Yeah, okay. We only got five minutes left in the session. Use that hero point. I have two. Boom! Hey! Oh, natural 20. Well spent. So well spent. snap goes the, like the thing. Its eyes go wide. It looks back to you, scared. It says, oh, I'll give you two secrets. Oh, and then wow. the third, if you get the shiny, just don't, just don't do that to me. All right, sounds great. It, it, it gulps. Um, okay, so two secrets coming up. Good, uh, what do you call it? Negotiating. When we're done with this adventure, uh, I think I could find some work for you with the caravans. <laughs> okay, so this is what he says. Okay, so first, this building, it used to belong to someone named Volok Azrene. And I bet you didn't know that. I don't even know who this Volok <laughs> yeah, it's a little underwhelming for one of the secrets that you were promised. <laughs> uh, secondly, Volok was an apprentice to somebody else. Uh, what did I read? Uh, uh, their name was Belcora. And, and even though this Volok seemed mean and dangerous, uh, Belcora seemed much, much worse from what I read. 
Um, Those secrets literally do nothing for me. I don't know about the rest of you. <laughs> no, I, I have. No. The name Belcora should ring some bells for you guys. Bell. Does anyone remember who Belcora is? I look yeah. at the rest of the party. I've never. Yeah, I never heard the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you first met Rin, she told you guys a nursery rhyme. Oh yeah, I have. And in the one. nursery rhyme, the name Belcora was the name of the, the, the scary person in the story that would snatch up kids. Oh, okay. Huh. He's a, uh, so, so, third secret, much better, much more interesting, but you have to get the shiny. We've only got two secrets, I don't know. <laughs> well, we are a people of our word, the people of our words. Are we? <laughs> Technically, you said that we would think about getting the shiny. <laughs> Also, right, before bye. I forget, no for, I think for, you like, sing that for, nursery rhyme to me again, please. For seeing it? through the illusion and and seeing through all of that stuff, um, and defeating like you know defeating quote unquote this brownie, you guys do earn forty experience points. You didn't what? have to fight it; you defeated it socially. Uh, and yeah, you want me to go back and read the nursery rhyme? Level you guys two. Level yeah, two. Level two. <laughs> level two. Ninety what? more. <laughs> Maybe, 91, when, you guys... maybe when we kill this doll. Or at nine ten. Maybe next session. Seven ten. You guys are at nine ten. Because we're doing the uh, we're doing the eight hundred. Oh. We're doing the fast loving. So instead of a thousand experience, you only need eight hundred. So yeah, let me see the nursery rhyme. So this is the nursery rhyme. This is like a flashback to like Rin, right? Like telling you guys. Maybe she even told you guys the same nursery rhyme. I don't know. But um, when the fog is creeping, and the moon is low. When the town is sleeping, Gauntlight starts to glow. That's when she arises for her midnight lunch. Naughty kids are prizes for her teeth to crunch. But if you obey me and obey the rules, you're safe from Belcora. She only eats the fools. So it's this kind of unsettling nursery rhyme that, that's from Otari. That all the people have always said, and so that, gotcha. that's uh, thank you. That's the that's the text of the nursery rhyme, and so when it mentions the name Belcor, it kind of rings back to that nursery rhyme that you guys heard. Yeah, and considering we're just past ten o'clock, I think we will Level call it here. Two. Level two. <laughs>